Thank you for joining us once again on WQPH's Local Matters. Our Lady of Akita has been a popular topic. And this week, we bring you another interview from our own Mary Ann with returning guest from Friars of the Immaculate, Father Elias Mary. And they will be talking about some important issues of the church, Akita, and more. So please tune in once again. Well, hello, and welcome to another wonderful program with Father Elias Mary on one of our favorite subjects that we should all know very well is the messages, the three messages of Our Lady of Akita. Stand by, Father Elias. Thank you so much for getting on the air with us today. I thank you so much. God bless you. And Father, can you just repeat a little bit about that first message we were talking about when we were chatting? As I was saying, on July 6th, the first of the messages of Our Lady to Sister Agnes, I was in the chapel, the statue of the Virgin Mary came to life, it says, and a voice of indescribable beauty struck her deaf ears. And as we were saying, Sister Agnes was suffering from deafness at the time. It was an unexplained deafness. The doctors examined her ears. They could not see any physical reason why she couldn't hear, but definitely she was deaf. Our Lady said to her, My daughter, my novice, you have obeyed me well in abandoning all to follow me. Is the infirmity of your ears painful? And so Our Lady is asking her if it's painful, but it probably wasn't physical pain so much as, as we know, when you have deafness or you can't hear or you can't see, what a great suffering that is, you know, a frustration, not being able to hear or see. So it would be painful in that way, a big cross. Yes. So Our Lady was asking her if it was painful for her. She said, your deafness will be healed, be sure. Be patient. It is the last trial. Does this wound of your hand cause you to suffer? Pray in reparation for the sins of men. So already Sister had been receiving this miraculous stigmata in her her left hand, which was bleeding. And as we talked about those five weeks in a row, that she would turn into like a little cross in the form of a pink blister, then it would become bleeding and very painful on Fridays. By Saturday, it would be a scab, and by Sunday, it would be healed. So she was already experiencing this uh, miraculous stigmata. Pray in reparation for the sins of men. So here we see Our Lady once again stressing this whole thing about co-redemption, co-redemptive reparation, suffering along with Our Lady in reparation to our Lord for the sins of men. Beautiful. Each person in this community is my irreplaceable daughter. Do you say well the prayer of the handmaids of the Eucharist? Then let us pray it together. That's the prayer that we said at the beginning of the program. Most sacred heart of Jesus, truly present in the Holy Eucharist, I consecrate my body and soul to be entirely one with your heart, being sacrificed at every instant on all the altars of the world and giving praise to the Father, pleading for the coming of his kingdom. Please receive this humble offering of myself. Use me as you will for the glory of the Father and the salvation of souls. Most Holy Mother of God, never let me be separated from your divine Son. Please defend and protect me as your special child. Amen. Amen. So it's kind of like a form of the morning offering, but it has a very Eucharistic accent to it that Jesus present in the Blessed Sacrament We're making reparation to him 
with Our Lady to his sacred heart for all the offenses given to him from mankind. Then that was the end of that message. It ended with her the prayer, but as her guardian angel had told her, a cross-shaped wound similar to that of Sister Agnes appeared on the right hand of the statue of the Blessed Virgin. Blood began to flow from the wound, as we talked about earlier. So Our Lady, though, did say to Sister when she gave her that prayer, she said to her, reminded her, please, when you pray this prayer, say truly present, because the sisters did not have the word truly present in the original prayer. Our Lady told her to add to it truly present. And that's why I think the messages of Our Lady at Akita are so important because they're stressing reparation to our Lord for the offenses committed against him in the Blessed Sacrament. And I think that's also why the interpretation that Father Yasuda had of why Sister had the wound in her left hand and the statue in the right hand was because of the offenses given to God because of the introduction of the abuse of communion in the hand, which, of course, offers so many offenses to our Lord because people just don't are not consciously aware that our Lord is truly present in every little particle of the host. So that was the message of July 6th, and then again on August 3rd, you know, this last Thursday was the 50th anniversary of that message, so today is a week from that, that date. August 3rd, Sister Agnes received the second message from Mary. Is there something you wanted to ask, Marianne, or comment? Yes, I wanted to know, how was the first message received? Did she give it to anybody in particular? How did well, I think that before this took place, because when she had these experiences of our Lord, yes. of his divine presence in the Blessed Sacrament from the tabernacle, she right. shared that with Bishop Ito already. Okay. So she had already informed him of these things happening. So I'm sure that after she received this message... Sister Agnes was very good and very obedient in that regard, that she would go and share that with Bishop Ito, and maybe later on, after Father Yasuda was involved, uh, she would share those messages with him, and he would be kind of the one who would interpret them for Sister if she wasn't sure what the messages meant. That's why in his book on Akita, John Hafford says that, and even Father Yasuda said that he was told that he was chosen by Our Lady to help Sister and Bishop Ito with these messages. And so when she received that message about the 101 tears yes. and not quite understanding it, she took it to Father Yasuda, who was able to discern with her the, you know, the importance of that message right. that the guardian angel told her about the significance of the 101 tears. But in August 3rd, in 1973, which was the second message to Sister Agnes, Our Lady said, Many men in this world afflict the Lord. I desire souls to console him to soften the anger of the Heavenly Father. In other words, to expiate sin, to make reparation. Yes. I wish with my son for souls who will repair by their suffering and their poverty for the sinners and ingrates by their suffering and their poverty. So sometimes we forget that we can make reparation to our God by just offering the things that we lack. You know, maybe, you know, we lack some of the things we would like to have in life, even of a material thing. But the fact that we lack 
some particular thing that we think would make our life easier or whatever. That poverty can be a great offering. You can use that to make reparation to God for sinners and ingrates. That's a beautiful in order message. That the world, in order that the world might know his anger, the Heavenly Father is prepared to inflict a great chastisement on all mankind. With my Son, I have intervened so many times to appease the wrath of the Father. I have prevented the coming of calamities by offering him the sufferings of the Son on the cross, his precious blood, and beloved souls who console him and form a cohort of victim souls. I think this is what St. Paul is making reference to. He said, I, I am filling up what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. Well, of course, our Lord's suffering did not lack in the sense that his death on the cross has redeemed all souls to the end of the world. But as Fulton Sheen said, that our Lord is lacking in the sense that he's lacking human natures, people that can unite themselves and offer their sufferings in this time for souls. That it's a way in which we can participate in the, the work of redemption. That this is the beautiful thing of our Lord. He didn't just redeem us and say, I've done all the work for you now. All you can do is sit back and relax, but he's saying, now I want you, even though I've died and I've saved you all, I give you the opportunity to unite your suffering so that you can grow in charity, no greater than love that a man has, and he lays down his life for his friends, that by our uniting our sufferings with Our Lady, who was the first one to do such a thing by her co-redemption, that we can unite our sufferings with her to the Father through Jesus and the Holy Spirit, you know, right. that we can... Um, make reparation for sinners and obtain their conversion. Beautiful. This is part of that whole thing about that we can merit Beautiful. for ourselves and merit grace for others. This is one of the heirs of Protestantism that denied the fact that you could merit. You know, of course, we didn't merit the first grace of our sanctification. That was a free gift given to us at baptism. But once we are made pleasing to God, now he unites us and invites us to now work with him for the salvation of souls. St. Paul says, did you not know that when you were baptized into Christ, you were baptized into his death? That means that by our baptism, we are to share in his sacrificial love and that we have a, an invitation and we should respond to that by wanting to be united with him. And as our parents would tell us growing up as a kid, when we would complain about something, offer it up. That was our first catechesis, you might say, in co-redemptive love when our parents would tell us to offer up some suffering that we didn't like or that we had to undergo as a child, you know. Right. So then Our Lady goes on to say, prayer, penance, and courageous sacrifices can soften the Father's anger. I desire this also from your community, that it love poverty, that it sanctify itself and pray in reparation for the ingratitude and outrages of so many men. So the thing it seems that our Lord is, he especially is offended by our ingratitude, that we're not thankful for what he's done for us. You know, when he talked about, we're not those 10 lepers healed, but only one has come back to say, thank you. And there's an old saying by Francisco de Asuna, a famous Franciscan spiritual writer. He said, if you want to receive more grace from God, Thank him for the graces you have already received. So our Lord is especially offended by the ingratitude and outrages of so many men. 
Recite the prayer of the handmaids of the Eucharist with awareness of its meaning. Put it into practice. Offer whatever God may send in reparation for sins. Let each one endeavor, according to her capacity and position, to offer herself entirely to the Lord. So God is saying, whatever you can offer, it's up to the individual, the generosity of their heart and what they're capable of doing. Then may they offer that as much as they can. She's not imposing, you know, everybody's not a cookie cutter that we're all the same, but she's saying some may be able to suffer more than others, and others may only be able to offer so much, but she's inviting them to enter into this work of co-redemptive love. Beautiful. Even in a secular institute, prayer is necessary. So the sisters were not a religious institute. They were a secular institute, but secular institutes, some kind, it's a distinction in canon law, which at the moment I can't tell you what it is, but uh, it may be that uh, the vows they make or promises may be of a different sort of nature, but obviously the sisters wear habits, so that's not the distinction that's between a secular institute and a religious one. And they did take vows because Our Lady is saying that she's very happy with the way they're living poverty, and that can be very important, and that they still have to pray. You know, and they offer their prayers up, and that is um, very important. Yes. And she said that let each one, she said, pray that prayer, being aware of who it is you're addressing. That's what St. Teresa of Avila says, that our vocal prayers can become mental prayer, which is like an, an elevated degree, even higher than vocal prayer, that when you pray your vocal prayers, being mindful of, conscious of who you're addressing, that becomes now mental prayer, which is even more pleasing to God, because you're not just kind of saying them in a rote manner, but you're kind of being consciously aware of the words you're saying, which mental prayer, the thing above that is then contemplative prayer. So it does elevate our prayers when we become more aware of who we're speaking to when we pray even the Hail Mary or the Our Father. Right. Already souls who wish to pray are on the way to being gathered. Without attaching too much attention to the form, be faithful and fervent in prayer to console the Master. So she's encouraging them to pray from the heart, to pray even if it's not a formal prayer, I mean like the Hail Mary or the Our Father, but to become more and more that their prayer be intentional and filled with faith. So that was the message of August 3rd, was really a, a, a reminder and a little catechesis on the importance of prayer and suffering, prayer and penance, which at Lourdes, at Fatima, Our Lady said, penance, 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 and emphasized the praying. You know, at Lourdes, she was praying the rosary, and that's when, and that was what began Bernadette and her whole relationship with Our Lady because she started praying the rosary as she saw Our Lady appeared in the grotto. Then, of course, she stressed the importance of praying the rosary for peace in the world at Fatima and the importance of offering sacrifices. So what Pope Benedict at that time, Cardinal Ratzinger, and both Bishop Ito said, the message of Akita is just a sequel to or a continuation of the messages of Our Lady of Fatima and really of the of the modern uh, Marian apparitions, Lourdes, Fatima, and uh, even at um, Amsterdam, and here in Akita, she stresses these important points. Then, the last message, also during 1973, as I said, was on Saturday, October 13th, so 1973, so it was on a Saturday, and, and Our Lady said to Sister Agnes, 
If men do not repent and better themselves, the Father will inflict a terrible punishment on all humanity. So it seems that the degree of the punishment or the extent of the punishment is going to depend on the level of repentance of mankind. And I don't know, judging from where we are right now, from 1973 to 2023, I cannot say that we've improved, I don't believe, in that sense, because it seems like society as a whole seems to have becoming more accepting of evil, which is really a sad thing. If you know if our society was was very abhorred by sin and rejecting it, that would be a good sign. But the fact that it's, you know, the people who should be supporting and building the common good are supporting rather things that are evil and going to destroy the common good, that's not a good sign. That's almost that's like Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. And I think that's why Our Lady has this connection with this message here. But you think of Sodom and Gomorrah when you think of this message. Right. It will be a punishment greater than the deluge, meaning the flood at the time of Noah, such as one will never have seen before. Fire will fall from the sky and will wipe out a great part of humanity, the good as well as the bad, sparing neither priests nor faithful. So it's going to be fire, and because our Lord promised after the flood that he would no longer punish mankind with water. But of course, as we know, uh, he did punish Sodom and Gomorrah with um, fire, and he said that... um, even at the end of the world, there'll be, you know, fire and judgment coming at the end of the world. It says here that fire will fall from the sky and will wipe out a great part of humanity. As we said, the good as well as the bad, sparing neither priests nor faithful. The survivors will find themselves so desolate that they will envy the dead. The only arms which will remain for you will be the rosary and the sign left by my son. So Our Lady gives us very sobering and very almost, you know, a frightful message, but then she gives the, the remedy or the, the security that we should look to. Right. The only arms, meaning weapons, yes. which will remain for you will be the rosary and the sign left by my son. Now, as I said before, I think that the sign left by her son is the scapular because there's so many connections between the scapular and the rosary, both at Fatima and... And even Lourdes has a connection with Mount Carmel because the bishop in the 25th anniversary of Lourdes said that Lourdes was the new Mount Carmel where Our Lady said in person what St. Elias saw in figurative form in the little cloud rising from the sea that Our Lady said at Lourdes, I am the Immaculate Conception. So there is, I think, strong connection to see the rosary and the scapular united there as the sign left by her son because Our Lady held it out at Fatima, and then those two great miraculous events that took place, both at Nagasaki and at Hiroshima, which yesterday was the the anniversary of the bombing of the people in Nagasaki, that uh, those two places that survived any kind of damage from the nuclear blast, that both of them were practicing the message of Fatima, wearing the scapular and praying the rosary every day. So... I just think that, uh, to me, if we can get Sister Agnes to confirm that or specify more clearly what that is, but it just seems that those are the two things that one is your sword and the other is your shield. 
those are the two arms that we have, weapons available. Right. And he says, um, Our Lady says to her, Each day recite the prayers of the rosary. With the rosary pray for the Pope, the bishops, and the priests. Because Our Lady knows that the shepherds of the flock need the prayers the most because strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. And right now, it seems that uh, that's what's happened. We A lot of the, the sheep are without a shepherd in so many ways. They may be there only present visibly, but not in a spiritual way, doing their duties as they ought. The work, and of course, the first duty of a pastor, a good shepherd, is to teach sound doctrine. That is from St. Paul himself. The work of the devil, Our Lady says to Sister Agnes, will infiltrate even into the church in such a way that one will see cardinals opposing cardinals, bishops against other bishops. And we see that especially happening in our time. Yes. Back then, and maybe it wasn't so obvious in 1973, but as we've gone on from 1973, we can see it happening more and more. Well, the priests who venerate me will be scorned and opposed by their confreres. Churches and altars will be sacked. And we've seen that, of course, in the recovations that have been done to so many churches. The church will be full of those who accept compromises, and the demon will press many priests and consecrated souls to leave the service of the Lord. I don't know how anybody could say that the messages of Akita are irrelevant. I mean, all those are very, very clear very signs clear. of what's happening in our in the church right now. Yes. The demon, Our Lady says, will be especially implacable against the souls consecrated to God. The thought of the loss of so many souls is the cause of my sadness. You know, and that's probably why those tears from Our Lady was even a wooden statue was crying. So much are we offending God that even wood will cry. Wow. You know? Wow. At the end, could we sum up the three summaries briefly so people sure. can put them in order? Okay, thank you. Sure. Sure. And she says, if sins increase in number and gravity, there will be no longer be pardoned for them. Wow. Pray very much the prayers of the rosary. So it sounds like this is the time for mercy. But some people are going to, you might say, if they don't repent, they're going to use up all those graces that God is wanting to use to to offer them mercy and forgiveness. Pray very much the prayers of the rosary. Again, she says, I alone am able to still save you from the calamities which approach. Those who place their confidence in me will be saved. Beautiful. So, so summing up the messages again, the first message on August 3rd had to do with, once again, stressing the importance of making reparation, the importance of prayer and penance, in which she told her to recite their prayer, that they prayed as a community in reparation to our Lord for all the offenses of mankind. The second message of August 3rd was again repeating this importance of making reparation, that she foretold that there was going to be a chastisement coming, a very great chastisement from the Father if man does not repent. And that uh, she was asking for souls to join her in making reparation to Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, his most sacred heart, and then ultimately, of course, to God the Father for all these sins. And that to do whatever you can, once again, to whatever you can offer, to your capacity of these penances, and the most important thing is to pray 
pray, 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 especially from the heart with sincerity and being mindful of those vocal prayers you say when you pray the rosary, even if it's just being trying to be mindful that I'm praying to Our Lady and being mindful of the words that you say, because, of course, when you pray the rosary, you can meditate on the mysteries, but the words themselves yes. are so meditative that you can help you to raise your heart and mind to God. Go ahead, Father. We are running out of time. If you'd like to sum sure. it up. Yeah, finally, the last message is just, again, repeating the, the importance of making reparation, that there's going to be a terrible chastisement if we don't repent, and in some way we can alleviate it, but the important thing is the arms, the weapons that we have is the rosary and the sign left by her son, which I believe is the scapular. So everything was prayer, penance, reparation. Beautiful. We're going to have to have you come back because this is so much to take in in a limited time, and we need you to come back again. Will you, will you come back again for another sure. show? Like a bad penny, I'll return. No, you're not a bad penny. We love you. <laughs> we love you, and we love everyone <laughs> listening today. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to uh, Local Matters today, and stay tuned. God bless. Thank you. On the WQPH community calendar, come see the relic of the most holy face of Jesus with Father Lawrence Carney, who is a priest from the Diocese of Wichita. And he is visiting on August 12th, and he will be at Veterans Memorial Hall, that's at 150 Old Homestead Highway in Richmond, New Hampshire. And that's on August 12th at 2 p.m. For more information, contact 617-459-8735. That's 617-459-8735. You may also contact us at wqphradio.org for more information. We'll see you at Veterans Memorial Hall in Richmond, New Hampshire on August 12th. On the WQPH 89.3 FM Community Calendar, come venerate the relic of the most holy face of Jesus and meet Father Lawrence Carney, the missionary priest of Wichita, Kansas, who will be making the presentation on the subject. The current schedule is starting on August 15th, which is a Tuesday at 6 p.m. at the Lazarus Center for Healing Shrine, 47 Butler Ave in Wakefield, Massachusetts. The next day, on Wednesday, August 16th, He'll be at St. Mary of the Assumption at 420 High Street in Dedham, Massachusetts. The day after that, on Thursday, August 17th, he'll be at St. Adele's at 708 Lowell Street in Peabody, Mass. On August 19th, which is a Saturday, after the 12 p.m. Mass, he'll be at the Camelot Chantable in the North Shore Mall at 210 Andover Street in Peabody, Mass. And finally, on August 20th, after the 10 a.m. Mass, that's a Sunday, He'll be at the St. Joseph's Social Center, which is the building to the right of St. Joseph's Church, 118 High Street in Medford, Massachusetts. There may be more days to come if you want to be informed of pop-up events that may jump in. You can send your contact info to 617-459-8735. There will be autographed books and Holy Face medals available, although that'll be a limited amount. The previously reported event in Fitchburg on August 12th has been canceled. Again, the schedule, August 15th, 6 p.m., Wakefield, Massachusetts, Lawrence Center for Healing, 16th, St. Mary of the Assumption in Dedham, Massachusetts, 17th at 7 p.m. at St. Adele's in Peabody, Mass. 
August 19th after the noon mass at the Carmelite Chapel in the North Shore Mall in Peabody. And on August 20th at the St. Joseph Social Center after the 10 a.m. mass, High Street in Medford. This has been the WQPH 89.3 FM Community Calendar. Thank you for listening to another edition of WQPH's Local Matters. We hope you enjoyed the broadcast and hope you have a blessed week.